Hello and welcome to the My RV Ninja podcast. I'm your host, James Upham, your lead RV ninja who helps you karate chop your way into the RV lifestyle. It is my belief that everyone who buys RVs should be empowered with all the tools necessary to receive a great price and a great experience. This show provides tips for the RV lifestyle and reveals how RV research, education, and experience can help you buy or sell RVs without being taken advantage of. The most important things in life are relationships, and RVs really can be relationship investments. If you enjoyed today's show, you can find out more at MyRVNinja.com. Welcome to the My RV Ninja podcast. I'm your host, James Upham, and I've got a special treat for you today. I've got a good friend of mine who has joined uh, us all the way from the Big Island, and I'm glad to have Mr. Joe Snyder with us. Joe, are you, are you there? I'm here, yes. I, uh, I haven't talked to you in a while. I do, I do hit you up with text every once in a while, especially when I'm needing some product information, but uh, Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being a part of the show. And most importantly, taking time off your vacation to talk to me. I really appreciate that, man. Oh, I, I'm glad to do it. And um, there's there's not a lot more uh, close to my heart when it comes to the work stuff than uh, what we're about to talk about today. So again, uh, my name is Joe Snyder with Freightliner Custom Chassis. And uh, so, uh, but I really like our part of the industry where Freightliner Custom Chassis lives in that Class A um, world, Class A diesel world. Yeah. So like those are are really the the dream achievers in life. Yeah. And uh, you can actually see a dream going down the road when somebody purchases one of these things. So oh, I like that. Yeah. I'm going to borrow that. I like that. I appreciate you. Dream gliding down the road. Okay, Joe. So so set us up here, man. Tell Tell everybody what you do, how you do it, how long you've been doing it. Tell us, tell us about Joe. Yeah, so for the past 10 years, I've been with Freightliner Custom Chassis, a division of Daimler Trucks North America. And Daimler Trucks, you probably know more from our Freightliner Truck Division, uh, Western Star Trucks, Detroit Diesel. It used to be Detroit Diesel, now it's just Detroit. Uh, Detroit builds, uh, of course, engines and uh, axles, transmissions, and things like that. Uh, Thomas built buses, but Freightliner Custom Chassis is the division that uh, falls underneath um, with those sister companies. And my job is to actually go out and work with dealerships and educating salespeople on the product, as well as helping customers understand the products too, and, and what to expect when they when they go into a dealership. So we'll, we attend a lot of uh, industry shows with customers and making sure that they're aware of everything that the Freightliner uh, brand products have to offer to them. So, okay, so let me back up a little bit. You and mm -hmm. I got to know each other a few years ago when I worked for Winnebago for about 15 minutes, right? <laughs> we, got to, we got to hang out in beautiful South Carolina, not far from where I live here in Wilmington. Uh -huh. and, uh, we, got to, we got to travel all over and go downtown and enjoy good food and and beverages of all kinds and uh and we got to actually go to the plant and see a lot of the processes now at winnebago of course we you know, i say we it's still it's it's still fresh even though it's been a year right yeah uh, of course at, at winnebago what we would often there while i was with them um present all kinds of tours right and so sometimes you guys plant tours it is sometimes you'd come uh or there'd be a representative there from your company um but in this case we actually got to go to the plant 
And that was one of the best experiences. We had so much fun. Although we had a competition in the end and I didn't win it with my team and I thought it was rigged. Other than that, it was, uh, (laughs) you gave away something and I thought the whole competition was rigged. But other than that, it was uh, kidding, of course. It was really, really fun. Um, Are you guys doing that now for retail customers or is the whole COVID thing messed that whole thing up? Well, currently we're not doing our daily plant tours. Um, We are uh, um, releasing some videos here uh, very soon uh, that will highlight uh, um, the plant tour itself and some of the processes. It's amazing to see the tools that we have in place to make sure that the product that's going together is, um, is high quality. Um, when I mentioned we're Daimler Trucks North America, you, you may not know this, but Daimler also owns Mercedes-Benz. Mm-hmm. And so the components that we use, a lot of uh, Mercedes-Benz quality components, like when you, when you see the new dash and things like that. But as far as you know, walking through the plant, we're not doing those yet. We, we look to be doing those hopefully by the end of the year. Um, we will keep, uh, keep you posted on our, our website at FCCCRV.com. Um, but uh, there, you're right. It's a, it's a great place to go through. We, um, I, I found out we have these tools that you can actually clamp down onto, say, a bracket or a component. Yeah. And you clamp on several parts of it. It tests the, the, uh, the thickness, make sure there's no impurities in it to, before we put that bracket onto and that's just for a bracket. I mean, imagine all the other things that we have in place to make sure it's a, a high quality um, equipment. Yeah. So, so for, for our listeners, you know, um, right now, well, actually you have been doing, I say right now, the, the market share that Freightliner has is just some crazy number when it comes to class A diesels. How many of the class A diesels that are driving up and down the highway are Freightliner chassis? Do you have, do you have any kind of info there? Yeah, so our, our current market share, we're somewhere between 70 and 80% market share. That's just unbelievable, man. To, to have that kind of dominance in an industry that has exploded. And, and let's segue into that real quick. Because um, a lot of our listeners, Joe, are, are first-time buyers. Now, there's, that's not all of them. But a lot of them have come into listening to the show, trying to educate, um, you know, trying to educate first-time buyers on what they do and what they don't need. Um, things that you and I have talked about throughout the years on what's, you know, most important, but let, let's, let's kind of circle back now to the industry. Now you, you've been with, in the industry for at least 10 years, right? Yeah. So uh, on the RV side of the business for 10 years, and I also sold trucks in California for 10 years prior to that. Okay. So, so I'm going to go out on a limb here and I've, I've, I've asked this with all our guests, but um you've probably never seen anything quite like what's happening in the RV industry right now. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there hasn't been this, this type of interest um, with a more diverse group uh, of people than there is today. And, and for you to say, for your company to have seven, at least seven out of 10 motorhomes that are these you know big class a diesels up and down the highway that is just an amazing accomplishment and i know i can't say enough about it i'm i'm a german engineer kind of guy anyway i mean with my cars and whatnot so i was always maybe maybe i was a little biased uh but the reality for me is the the engineering that goes in to these chassis 
it, it's so good. It's so far beyond what some of your competitors. So it's not, it's not any surprise to me or probably to our listeners to know that you have that kind of market share. And, and I'm, I guess what I'm wondering is with the new explosion and in the industry that's all going on right now, do you see, um, you know, whatever you can share with us? I mean, do you see some smaller chassis coming down the line that you're going to be able to offer maybe some class C chassis cutaways? I mean, do you see anything like that happening? Are you going to stick to your guns and do what you guys do best with the class A diesel? So we do have a, um, a variety of platforms today. So today we're, we are definitely known for class A diesels. We currently have a product called the S2RV mm-hmm. and the S2RV uh, is, a, is a Super C with a Cummins B6.7 360 horsepower uh, motor. And uh, so we, we're definitely seeing a, a lot of interest in smaller coaches. Yeah. Um, so when we we have a, a, a website for researchers like new RVers, like many of your listeners, and it's called My RV Advisor. Mm. And on My RV Advisor, you can you can kind of see uh, you can shop by length. You could shop by horsepower. You can shop by certain amenities if you're looking for something with a, a ultra steer, steerable tag axle. And that, again, may be a term that you're not all. Uh, familiar with, but I'm just throwing some things out there that um, that are important to them. But um, along the lines of, you know, why do people, why do we have 70% market share? And a lot of it is the engineering portion of it that you bring up and our heritage in that. But really the biggest reason today for people to buy on a Freightliner and a Class A diesel is the service. Yeah. Um, having you know, 450 service plus service locations around the U.S. and Canada, and over 320 of those locations are what's called elite support locations, which means within two hours of arriving, they're diagnosed. Uh, it's a four-hour and under a job or a four-hour and over job. They have a quarter of the shop set up to do four-hour and under jobs and get you in and out. Um, I was at the Tampa Super Show, and a dealership owner came up. Uh, he was a local owner, and uh, he said, I can't do what you just said you could do in your presentation. And he goes, and I wouldn't have believed it unless I had experienced it myself when I was out on the road. Mm. Wow. And he dropped his coach off in the morning. He said, I thought they'd have it for a week. I had it back that night. Mm. Um, so that's the kind of thing where other our competitors really can't touch what we do in that you know, you probably can't get a warranty approval in a day, yeah. let alone get the parts and get it in the, on the vehicle and get it on back on the road. You know, Joe, that, that is such a good point. You know, when, when, when you are a buyer of an RV, whatever it is, if it's a class B all the way up to a class A, you know, you bring, you bring up a very valid point and that is service. You know, I think a lot of people make the mistake of falling in love with a coach and, and not having those service points because, you know, it's, it's not a matter of if they're going to need service, it's a matter of when. I mean, these are mm-hmm. houses on wheels, right? It's amazing to me sometimes that these things don't, you know, that, that they can even go down the road. I mean, it's just so crazy. Um, it's so cool, right? But, but, you know, having the ability to have, you know, it's serviced is key. And when it comes to a class A diesel, you know, there's not a lot of dealerships out there 
who would necessarily be able to do some of that service work. But, but when you're partnering with a lot of these dealers, they are trained, they're equipped, they know. Um, you guys have an amazing training. Uh, and that's actually what, what you're a part of. You're part of the training department. And I think that is so cool because you know the training part is where I think a lot of dealers don't spend a lot of their time or money with because we're thinking about obviously about sales. But you guys actually partner with dealers and and I think you're right. I think you got to think about how and where am I going to service this? And if you're if you buy it in California and you decide you want to take a trip east and you and you find yourself needing some repairs in Oklahoma or wherever it is, you know, that you happen to go, you want to be able to know that you can get it serviced and it's taken care of pretty quickly. So your trip's not ruined. So, I mean, so cool that you guys and you guys have been doing that for a long time. I mean, that's what you guys are known for. Yeah, um, we we really do hang our hat on that portion of our business. I mean, you know, the engineering it's it's super important. I mean, when you look at a Class A diesel with a Freightliner, a third of the cost of that coach on average is our chassis. Wow. So when you think about the the price difference between you know a a, a Class A gas coach and a Class A diesel, um, a good portion of that charge is what Freightliner custom chassis is bringing to the table engineering wise. And then, you know, back, back to your original question, I'm sorry, I kind of got off on a tangent, but, you know, are, are we looking at smaller coaches? Uh, absolutely. Um, the, uh, the industry, the EPA, the, um, all the, uh, the customers, um, all, all are, you know, interested or have interest in smaller coaches or, or in some cases downsizing. Our larger uh, business is not hurting right now. Um, it's, uh, it's doing very well. So, you know, when we, when we look at that 450, 500, 600 horsepower uh, coach, um, you know, that's definitely where you've seen a lot of amenities. I think what you will notice uh, as a future trend and that is starting to trend in this direction is that you'll be finding more amenities at all horsepower levels. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that's really great because you know, the, the industry, the last two years has just had an explosion, right? I mean, uh, COVID hasn't been bad for everybody, certainly not the RV industry. And of course, all the partners, including, uh, including Freightliner, but I think it's really interesting that, um, you know, one of the things that most people don't consider is the next question that I'm sure you get all the time. I know I, I probably worked at Tampa Super So with you at some point, you know, along the line. But one, uh -huh. of, one of the questions you get a lot, it's, it's a question that you'll hear all the time when you're working a retail show is, you know, why would I want a diesel over a gas? And, you know, I, I, there's some quick points there, but if you can, I know you've probably been asked that three times today, you know, I mean, what, what are some of your pointers there? If somebody's kind of stuck, Hey, uh, I can afford, you know, we know that gas, usually uh, a gas motorhome, class A gas motorhome is going to cost less than a diesel. Um, mm -hmm. Let's assume that this buyer is kind of stuck in between. What should I do between a gas and, and money is not an issue here. I can afford either one. You know, what would your response be? Put you on the spot there. What what would your response be to that person who's asking, why would I want a diesel over a gas Class A? Yeah, I think the typical answers that that uh, you hear is or typical responses would be, um, you know, well, you get more longevity out of the diesel engine, and they really talk about the fuel economy because you do get better fuel economy with the diesel engine, uh, so you can go further. Um, 
and and the conversation and this might somebody might say well you can tow more too if you you know depending on the size of the engine and size of coach you get you can tow more um i i actually um when it comes to the actual coach itself lean more into the air brakes and the air ride suspension when it comes to components when it comes to a new buyer and also i would like to talk about you know find out where they at financially in life meaning are they near retirement um are they already retired are they or is retirement far off and uh definitely if you're near retirement or in retirement and you can afford a diesel coach that's where i would say it's a no-brainer because you will be using the coach and and getting you know what you're looking for out of it uh your you want to tow something, you're towing a car now, but you want to tow a boat next year and you don't know what your hobby is going to be two years after that. And you might want to, you know what, we're going to take a stacker trailer with some rail cars in it. You can have that flexibility in towing depending on the, on the coach that you purchase. And um, so I really, I really like to find out what's important to the customer and where, where are they at financially before I start heading down those. Now, you know, at, at my stage in life, would, would I consider a gas or a diesel? I actually bought a, uh, a, a diesel coach, uh, but I would definitely have considered a, a gas coach because I'm not using the coach as often. Yeah. And I may, you know, I may want to have it for three to four or five years and my kids, uh, you know, fly the coop and maybe I want to do something different. I could, you know, I could definitely see there's a place for gas in the industry. Uh, but really, I, that's just kind of how I view it. I, how do you view it, James? Well, you know, it's funny. I, I hope I impressed you with this, Joe. This has been a couple of years. One of the things that I, I vividly remember in the training that we had there uh, with you guys in South Carolina was the differences between hor- uh, horsepower and torque, where everyone mm. caught up on horse. And, and here's the translation. Torque equals acceleration and horsepower equals speed. And one right. of the things that, that uh, you know, when you, when you go and spend time and learn more, and you guys got some great apps and great websites out there um, that, that explain this in more detail, but you learn that when you are towing, or even if you're not towing, and you're going up and down different terrains and, you know, hills and mountains, and, or even if you're just trying to pass somebody, it's the torque that you really want on your side. The top speed or speed is not necessarily something that you want to have, you know, in a class A motorhome, uh, unless you're doing some sort of racing of some kind, you know. But the fact is, is that it's the torque. Yeah. So I, I think um, how much you're going to use it. And uh, when, when you start to relay those terms, because, you know, we live in a world where horsepower means everything. And, and it's but and we're seeing that change with all the batteries, right, that are now with all the all electric that everyone is interested in from cars and on up. Right. So right. I think people see that now as that torque is being something that's very valuable, it may not have the top end speed, but it's the torque. So um, that that's a that's an interesting subject matter, I think, when you talk to people when they're trying to decide too, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. When. When you're going uh, climbing a hill, or you're or you're in the mountains, or you're you're going out to some of those um, other locations where, um, like like the when we're thinking about national forests, mm-hmm. a lot of those out west are above five thousand feet. Mm-hmm. So when you have a diesel engine with all that torque, uh, 
if you were in a gas engine, you would lose that horsepower and torque because they're naturally aspirated or yeah. they don't have a turbo on them. With a diesel, you have a turbo. So you're forcing all that, that air and oxygen in through the engine and it's, and it's working just as well as it would at lower elevations. So your expectation is, uh, I guess that would be another one to be looking at. You know, if you're, you're planning on doing some of the higher elevation parts of the of the country, yeah. definitely want to be be looking at diesel torque. Uh, I mean, if we could put torque numbers on the <laughs> instead of horsepower numbers on the side of the coach, uh, I would be happier. Yeah, uh, it, it's it just seems like one of those things that people don't uh, necessarily understand very well the difference of horse horsepower and torque and the, one of the reasons for that is horsepower is is whatever your horsepower is that's what it is yeah. so you it, it never changes right so once you hit your the certain rpm level where you're at peak horsepower that's what you get out of that engine that's different than torque yeah. torque is is that muscle that that's going to accelerate you like you said and, pu and push you um, up the mountain or pull whatever you're pulling behind it and so when you're doing that, um, I, I just had a, a small interruption here. When you're when, <laughs> when you're doing that, it's it's the torque's going through each gear. So it's it's going through a torque converter in the transmission. It's going through the gear in the transmission. It's going through the gear in the in the rear axle, and all of those multiply the torque. That's yeah. why at the actual wheels, you have, you know, thousands of pound feet of torque where you might only have, you know, 1250 pound feet of torque coming out of the engine. It's multiplied through each one of those gears. And that's why I think it's so hard to explain to customers how valuable and how important that torque is uh, to the experience uh, of driving a coach. Hey, I, I think it's important. Thank you. And please tell your wife and, and your family that I'm sorry for interrupting your vacation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I appreciate you coming on. I've been harassing you and, and you finally said, I think you probably like, let's just get this over with. But uh, hey, I, I, uh, I get it. Oh, it's all good. It's I'm, all a good. Little, I'm a little surprised now that uh, my one of my three, um, one of my three children hasn't interrupted me, although I've tried to lay down the law. It just doesn't seem to work. But um, anyway, hey, that's really, really good information. And, and, and I would ask you before before we uh, have to go, uh, maybe maybe there's a, another another tip or two that you can provide for us, you know, as as a as let's just focus on first time buyer or maybe a first time diesel buyer. OK, so right. um, new to the industry or not necessarily new to the industry, somebody who's going to do this, you know, when, when they're going into a dealership or even if they're buying from a private party, you know, is there any kind of tips that you would offer to this buyer, something to be thinking about, aware of, good or bad, um, if they're looking into a class A diesel or a diesel in general? Right. If if you ever have the chance at, at one of the industry shows like a Hershey show or the Tampa uh, Super Show, which is the Florida RV Trade Association, uh, definitely stop by our booth. We give a presentation that's called Before You Buy. And literally, we we talk about a lot of different things from even the, you, you're, you're, like you're talking about just a minute ago, your first step into a dealership. When you walk in, they're going to ask you the most personal question they could ask you about. And that's about your finances Yeah, because they want to know, you know, what kind of vehicle can you afford or what kind of RV can you afford? And it's, and it's off-putting to customers if they aren't delicate with how they do that. And not every salesperson is delicate about it. And when you have a market like this, where 
every customer who walks in, you know, eight out of 10 of them, you're probably going to be selling them something. They get very lax, I think, uh, or they could get very lax in how they approach customers. Yeah, very true. Uh, and, and so when, when we go out and we do our training, we want to train them on not and focusing on the fact that these are our dream achievers in the industry. So one of the tips that I give people is call, if you're working with a dealership, call the dealership in advance and ask for their finance department. Mm, yes. Find, find, find out in advance uh, what to expect. Hey, what kind of products would are you going to be looking at um, offering at the end of the sale? What, uh, what would my monthly payment be on this particular product if I put X number down? And, and do, you, do I need to do a credit check before I come in so that I know exactly you know, what I'm looking at interest rate wise? Yeah. It, you know, when it comes to this level of, of vehicle, they are definitely, you know, it's definitely worthwhile. It's like buying a house. Mm-hmm. You are buying a house. Yep. So I would say maybe treat it more like that where you get your, your numbers and your, your financials approved up front so that you know exactly what you're walking into. I've talked to so many people that have said, if I would have known I could have afforded you know, $200 more a month would have gotten me that coach over there. I would have done it. Yeah. No, yeah so. And, uh, you know, and I'm sure the opposite is true sometimes. Wow. If I'd have known it was going to cost me this much, I would have, I would have gone for this one down, you know, just one level down. Uh, then the other thing I think is kind of a tip and trick is some people who are retiring think that I'm going to sell my house and then I'm going to go buy my RV. Yeah. And if you want to finance any portion of that RV, the banks will likely, uh, my experience, likely uh, turn down that loan or charge a heavy interest rate. They want to know that you have a home base or you know, a home period before they give you the loan. So talk to the finance person. If you're considering selling your home so that you can go full-time RVing, then I would definitely talk to that finance person in advance and say, and ask them, Hey, what's my best route forward to make sure that, you know, I get the best rate or, or, you know, use my money most wisely. And I know those are a couple of, uh, of uh, non chassis things. Now let me, let me give you a, a chassis one. Okay. A lot of, a lot of people don't go out and drive the RV before they buy it. Or they're scared of driving a class A diesel before that, they drive it. That is so is. crazy to me. Like I, I cannot imagine that, but that is so true. And and um, to that point, do do not be afraid to drive a class A diesel. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, I've personally found that if I, I live in Southern California, happen to be at my, my in-laws in Hawaii right now, but when I'm driving from um, Southern California to even just Phoenix, Arizona, I would much rather be in one of our class A diesels than my, my company car, which happens to be a Mercedes. Yeah. That's how much easier it is to just cruise down the road and it takes it. I mean, it, does that driving for me i don't when i'm when i'm at the end of that six hour drive i don't don't feel any worse for the wear so you know just to just to harp on that a little bit more my neighbor down the street here he uh he's a pilot 
for a big company here where I live and they have a couple planes and whatnot. So he's, he's been flying planes a long time. And I remember talking to him about something I heard to your point. I said, you know, somebody, another pilot had told me at one point that, you know, the bigger the, the plane, the bigger the bird is, the easier it is to fly. And, and you look at that and you think, there's no way that's true. And I remember talking to him and saying, hey, is, is that actually true? And he's flying Gulf streams and, it's like, and, and, he, and he came back and said, oh yeah, it's absolutely true. It's almost to a point where, you know, there's, it's just such a nice flying machine and that's so well thought out and it's so easy to maneuver and control and it's just designed to just, you know, soar through the air. It's the same way, I think, when you get on these nice, big, heavy chassis that have low center of gravity, um, you know, they're built, uh, they've got all these different types of suspension that you already identified. And you know what I tell people, Joe, it takes about two weeks. You know, if you get in a class, you've never driven a class A diesel, you know, give yourself a couple of weeks. Most people will get pretty early the wide turns. Of course, you guys have a really good wheel cut Last I checked, on, on a lot of them, it's like 60% or something, right? I mean, it's... Yeah, six, yep, nice. 60 degree. Yep. Okay, 60 degrees. So, sorry, let me say percent, meant degrees. Wrong symbol. Um, so, so <laughs> what, ends up, what ends up happening is they get the 60 degree, but they don't think about the low-lying branches. Um, and that's what I always tell people is just be aware of how tall you are. And I know that's, that's more of an RV thing than just a chassis thing, but be aware of how tall you are and take those wide turns. When you can think of those two, I mean, it's almost like driving a car after a few weeks. It really is that easy. I mean, it's, and it's fun. It's so much fun to drive those. Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, I've driven uh, RV across the country. I've driven, you know, all over California and there's, there's nothing like it. Uh, and to experience all the technology and drive tech in the driver's station or the, the supportive V-Ride at your heaviest axle in the coach, which makes these vehicles not sway, which our competitors don't have. Mm -hmm. uh, that, this just, you know, that ride quality going down the road and that experience it, it in front of the uh, cab is just, it's amazing. So if, again, if you have any questions about this, you're, you're more than welcome to, uh, you know, put some comments uh, below. I'll, uh, James, I, I will respond to those or find someone who can respond to a question that, that I don't have an answer to. Okay. And if you'd have me back sometime, we can have some more me? discussions. Are you kidding me? I was just going to ask you if we could have you back again. It's been so great. Let me ask you this, though, before we go. Um, you mentioned before you buy. Um, is that something you can find on the website, on Freightliner's website? That, that to, We... Yeah, we have a Facebook page. It's called uh, RV Road Trippers, uh, three separate words, RV Road Trippers. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I will go on to our webpage today and I will pin, I think I've got a video on there of, uh, of me doing a Zoom with the Before You Buy presentation. And if I could pin that, I'll have that at the top of our screen. And then if you want to go there and share it on your page as well, uh, yeah. by all means. Okay, man, that's a great idea. Yeah, I think that's super helpful. I tell you the more, uh, the other question, I, I don't know if you guys offer this. I know some dealers do, but you mentioned about the driving. Do you guys have any courses or anything, you know, once COVID is out of the picture, um, do you guys do anything like that where you help people learn how to drive or is that just basically at the dealer level? So driving is not one of our um, core uh, staples anymore. We used to do some courses on that. The what we do have, though, is what's called um, fireside. Well, we do fireside chats at, at events, but um, 
the Camp Freightliner. Okay. We do Camp Freightliner online. Again, fccrv.com. You can sign up for Camp Freightliner on a Zoom meeting. We, we work with you the day before to make sure your computer's set up properly and that no matter where you are, you can attend the class. We do limit the size of classes, even with Zoom, because we do personalize those courses to the RVs that, that you own. But if you don't own an RV, don't, don't think you can't join a Camp Freightliner. You can. We, you know, we can ask you what type of vehicle you're looking at, and we'll set up a course uh, for a booklet for you to have that will be specific to the type of vehicle that you're looking for. So you have some training for um, owners. It's a two-day course, and it's online. You guys are a high class, man. You guys really do everything so well. Hey, I got a last question for you, probably the most important question. Are you, uh, you going to go surfing? Anytime? I have already. I did. Yeah, I was uh, I was in uh, Honolulu last week and uh, went surfing on Waik at Waikiki. So uh, one of my dreams fulfilled right there. Nice, man. Yeah, we here in Wilmington, we have uh, little different types of waves here on the East Coast where I live. But that's my dream. One day, man, maybe I'll do it with you. I appreciate you can do it now the, the, the pricing to get out here is actually very very good so if if anybody's interested in that um it won't take away much from your down payment at all <laughs> <laughs> Yo, thank you thank you so much man for taking time on your vacation to talk with us and absolutely would love to have you come back on again uh and we can we can identify a couple more things that uh, might be helpful for our listeners so man thank you so much for being a part of it all right stay safe and keep rving you bet. Hey, thanks for listening to the My RV Ninja podcast. I will be back again next week with another interview, and we'll look forward to talking to you then. Take care.